Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Welcome back. It is 6.51. Britain gets a new Prime Minister on Monday after 80,000 people out of a population of 65 million choose the next leader of the Conservative Party. The new inhabitant of Number 10 Downing Street will inherit a poisoned chalice, though, with soaring inflation and debt, as well as even the threat of a breakup of the United Kingdom. It might even be the election to lose. Let's speak to Michael Horn from BNY Mellon Pershing Bank. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Joe. How are you today? I'm well? not too bad, Mike, and thank you very much for getting up early and joining us to explain what the economic predicament the new Prime Minister in Britain will face. Yeah, of course. So, um, thanks for inviting me on the show. Well, I think it's fair to say these are, you know, completely uncharted, you know, territory and times. Um, this isn't just a situation for the UK, of course. This is a global situation with um, inflation, um, you know, running right um, globally, not just here in the UK. I mean, we had inflation now at, what, 10.1%, and we've got this global fuel crisis. So, you know, the, it, it doesn't really chime well. I mean, the, the, the timing isn't perfect um, in terms of what's happening. Um, who knows who's going to win? Obviously, uh, it seems as though trust seems like the favourite. But um, Sinak has said, you know, don't underestimate the underdog. And, you know, we saw what happened with, with Trump in the States years ago. So you never know the outcome. Although trust does look like um, the, the clear favourite right now. Um, both of them have got you know, different views, um, mainly on the economy. I mean, this is where there's an ideological divide uh, between both yeah, candidates. Yeah, let's, let's, let's come to that divide in a moment. But apart yeah, sure. from soaring inflation, um, I read yeah. somewhere that the debt management office uh, is facing a huge repayment bill because they signed up to, they gave out bonds which were index linked instead of fixing them at a certain rate. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, when you've got inflation running right as it is, you know, people go into by inflex, um, inflation uh, linked bonds to protect themselves on the upside. Um, I can't comment on, on the mistake of the uh, of the DMO, but what's for certain is that there'll probably be more bond issuance in the future because especially um, Trust has said that she wants to come out with some uh, immediate tax cuts and that can't be unfunded. Um, so whether they're inflation linked bonds or not, um, there'll definitely be more debt issuance from the UK and indeed across the Eurozone and, um, and in the US to a... Uh, to uh, fund um, this energy crisis because people are struggling out there. Um, you know, we've got fuel poverty. I mean, not just here in the UK, this is a global situation. Um, and uh, indeed, central banks via monetary policy and uh, governments using fiscal policy and um, you know, issuing more bonds will have to do something to pay for that. Yeah, she gave a George H.W. Bush moment there uh, a few days ago when she said, read my lips, no new uh, taxes. Um, as she's yeah. talking about cutting taxes at a time when Britain's macroeconomic picture is not great, to say the least. Well, this is the situation. This is where Sunak and Trust differ. Um, you'd have to trust Sunak on this more. Obviously, he's been the Chancellor for um, you know a good couple of years now. She said that, well, she's been quite... Um, quite determined saying you know no more tax rises um and in fact she's expressed a desire for tax cuts as you said um reversing some national insurance i think she's cancelling a planned rise in corporation tax so very traditional kind of low tax tory policies whereas sunak's been a bit quiet on that front he's actually said look you know let's not be so drastic um inflation's you know the worst it's ever been but what he wants to do and this is where he's different 
he said, look, I'm going to bring in some tax cuts. I mean, he's announced some of the biggest tax cuts in 30 years. He wants to slash the basic rate of, of, of um, income tax down from 20 to 16%. I think he said he's going to do that within seven years. But, and this is the big difference, Joe, he has said, look, I agree with um, with trust that you know we do need to do something to get the economy moving and tax cuts are your fiscal policies one way to do that. But he wants to wait until inflation looks like it's being tamed. So he's being very, very cautious different approach but what's happened as we get closer to the final day which is god it's monday isn't it so it's soon 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 upon us is that both of them are kind of you know um merging together um in their approach not just on tax but obviously on the energy crisis but indeed you know it doesn't matter which one gets in they're gonna have to do something pretty drastic to to, uh, get things moving now from this side of the irish sea um the elephant in the room uh is the one that the british establishment don't talk about that is of course brexit yeah yeah Yeah. article 16 (laughs) Yeah, no, Liz Truss has threatened to, or I don't know whether it's promised yeah. to, uh, to invoke Article 16, which is the, the, basically the mechanism within the Northern Irish Protocol, which is part of uh, the uh, trade agreement with the United Kingdom and the EU, mm-hmm. to invoke yeah. it. And that would basically put, set, set, set the hairs running, as it were, in, in terms of starting a potential trade war with Britain's biggest trading partner. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, her antipathy um, towards this protocol, I think it's grown in recent days. I mean, she's made... Which her government you know, negotiated. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she's made references to this over recent days. I think what's um, what's got things going is that um, some British steel producers have been told they've got to pay a 25% tariff um, to sell some construction products into Northern Ireland. Um, and she's obviously looked at this. She's considered Article um, 16. And that's, of course, there um, as a mechanism for both sides to invoke if they need to. Um, and, you know, you've got a point. The speculation is that, you know, the UK may trigger this, um, could go further and force other changes. We don't know. But the important thing is that the, the EU and the UK have got to get on and solve the impasse. You know, the EU and the UK have got a rich history together. And we've come over bigger obstacles than this in the past. Yes, there'll be plenty of rhetoric, right, from Parliament and from the European Commission over in Brussels. But you know, Joe, that's politics. And remember, Article 16 is there for a reason to give both parties that mechanism to put things on hold and review the situation. But I'm pretty sure that common sense will prevail. As as you said, both the EU and the UK need to do business with each other, right? We've got big trade between each other. Of course, you know, we, you know, we sell loads to Germany. We deal a lot with um, US. I know that over in Ireland, there's a lot of business done with China. So we're all very global in terms of our trade. But as you rightly said, we are significant trading partners. You know, Brexit has been a challenge. You know, we're getting over it. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of grown-ups in Brussels and here in the UK Parliament. And um, right. I'm sure we will r- refresh that trust. Uh, at at some stage when, when cooler heads yeah. prevail. Michael, thank you so much so, yeah. for, for joining us. That's Michael Horan from BNY Mellon Pershing. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.